Welcome, students, to Ghoulish University. Class is in session! <laughs> Welcome to today's class here at Ghoulish University, the podcast where we study everything that is Tales from the Crypt. I am your host, Headmistress Logan, and joining me tonight, making his triumphant return, is our part-time professor of PE, it's Naderade! What's up? <laughs> hey there, Logan. It's so great to be back. It's I'm very excited about this episode. How have you been? long-awaited return i've been i've been missing my professor of pe is what i've been how i've been oh um, that's so cute nah man i've been like fucking sick as shit um i got i don't know what i caught um but i got sick i missed three out of five days at work this week Ugh. which yeah that paycheck next week is gonna hurt <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be like oh payday oh payday <laughs> Did you at least do anything fun while you were sick, like video games or movies? Um, yeah, my uh, my uh, Animal Crossing Island looks completely different now. Okay. Um, and uh, well, <laughs> so um, not to get in the creep myself, but while I was sick, my uh, my like thing that I watched. There's this YouTuber I've talked about her before. Her name is Emily D. Baker. She's a, a lawyer who covers mm-hmm. like court cases and stuff, usually in entertainment. So I remember watching, I talked about watching the, uh, the Depp v. Heard case with her. Um, so I was watching this week, I was watching a, her talk about a case. There's another YouTube I follow right now. His name is Ethan Klein with the H3 podcast. Um, he okay. was sued. He was sued a few years back for, um, he has this huge audience. Like, I, I can't tell you. He has like, I can't tell you how many fucking, he has a lot of, I think he has a few million, like, billion million subscribers at least. And he has, like, thousands of people who watch him stream almost every day of the weekdays. Um, he, like, went on his show once and he was like, hey, there's this app called Triller, which I think is, like, a TikTok mock app or whatever. He was okay. like, he's like, I hate this app so much, I'm going to rate it one star. And then, like, he basically was like, go give this app an honest review. Like, his words, give this app an honest review. Download it. See how you feel about it. I gave it one star. So all of his followers just went and gave it one star reviews. Mm -hmm. And so basically, like, the owner of that app or, like, one of the co-owners of that app sued him for basically saying, like, you're trying to fuck with my, for, like, defamation or something crazy like that. It was, like, a bullshit lawsuit from the beginning, but it was fun to watch because it was so, like, bullshit, if that Mm. makes sense. Like, you're watching, I don't know. You're reading some of the stuff that they're saying in court, and you're like, I can't believe that these people actually went to court. Like, they're standing in front of a judge arguing these things, and the judge is like, I need more evidence than this. And they're like, okay, and then they say the exact same evidence that they just presented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. So, yeah, that's what I watched while I was sick. Um, that's basically it. Um, okay. Well, while you were sick, how many times did you go to the theater to see the Aries tour? tour? Well, well, I, I did six, seven <laughs> times. Yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> I can't come in today. All right, friends. I, I got three more it. tickets. 
No, I'll I be went... sick next week, Monday and Tuesday as well. <laughs> how much longer is this thing running in theaters? Because that's how long <laughs> I'm sick for. Um, no, um, I, I won't spoil myself on Creep Yourself too many times, but I have gone maybe once or twice, but not while I was sick. Um, mm-hmm. I went before I called out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about you? Where since you've been gone? It's been how many? How long has it been since you've been gone? Since you've been gone. <laughs> oh, let's see. The last last episode I did with you was Morning Mess with Nicole. Shit! When did that one come out? That was because uh, like that I know came it... out in July thirty first, nineteen ninety one. Well, shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> I thought you meant like when. Hang on, no, I I can pull this up real quick. Um, can I? Um, July twenty eighth. So it's still been. Oh my god, it's been like four months, and I put out like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> An episode um, per month. What a way to go. I love well, it. it's been less than three months because July 28th, it's not October 28th, so it's been less than three months, but I've only put up three episodes since then. Y'all, I would have had an episode out. I know that this is still going to come out much later, and so y'all aren't going to hear this, but um, shit, have I even put out? No, I haven't even put out the season finale yet. That was supposed to come out last Friday, um, but I don't know. I, 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 wish I, w- I wish you had invited me onto that episode. You're always invited, but you just you asked me. <laughs> well, I, I should have said, I wish I knew when you were recording for that episode. I, uh, you asked well, I'll be, t- I'll be talking about that episode. So good because that one, yeah. I you asked me literally like twelve hours too late. It was suck. Oh, you asked my. me like the morning after we recorded it. I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> oh, I would wow. have loved to have had you on for that episode too. Obviously, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about that episode. Um, so. All right, but I'm sure that you and Steve would have had a good time talking about it. Um, no, spoiler alert: Steve gave it an A plus. Nice. Um, yeah, G baby, he gave it. Let me see, because I do have all my grades pulled up here. Um, G baby gave it uh, a B plus, and I mm. gave it a B minus. Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll be we'll be chatting about that one a little bit. Um, yeah, we will. But um, yeah, without further ado, this week we are going to do our season three wrap up. So um, even in his absence, Naderade has been keeping up with the episodes and watching along. And I'm sure you've been listening. Um, hopefully you've been listening because I've been taunting you quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen up, to- motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. We, uh, but yeah, even in your absence, though, we've had some wonderful guests who have helped me pick up the slack, which I do appreciate everyone who has come onto the episode. Um, and uh, even um, after this episode, we're gonna have our season four, episode one premiere with uh, Grit, Crit, Gris, with Chris, um, from the Mount Molehill podcast. Uh, he's the one who's on G Baby's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um, so yeah, that'll be pretty fun to get into, and then. I think I have. I don't know. Are you coming back full time or are you still kind of? I'm still kind of a part timer at the moment. All right. All right. Well, I'll keep you updated on the schedule at least. Just so yeah. that we're... <laughs> we'll see if I'm <laughs> we'll, open. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start texting you before I text other people. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, so... I, you should still definitely text other people. Just let me know your, when you guys when, are recording. and I'll... What the schedule is. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. 
You got it, boss. Um, <laughs> all right. You got it, seal. So, yeah, this week we're doing our season three uh, wrap up. Um, I guess, Naderade, overall yeah. thoughts on season three compared to the first two? See, this is where you and I differ. I've heard you talking on the split second episode with G Baby and Steve. You're saying that this season was kind of dull for you. Or I'm, I honestly think I really, this is my favorite season so far. Okay. I think, I think a lot of the episodes are either mid to really good. And even the mid ones are still like interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, where seasons before they would probably be hit or miss with me, but this one, there are a lot of bangers for me. And I really, I th- season three so far is my favorite season. Okay. Well, if it helps, at least, um, I was looking back on the episodes and maybe time has just kind of like helped me a little bit because I think, I think that part of my issue with season three, two is that like, and I'm working on my schedule right now where I'm watching the episodes, you know, like long before we record rather than watching them the night that we record them. Mm-hmm. And I think that taking some time with them is helping me out. So what I think I need to start doing is watching like multiple episodes you know, like right at the beginning of the season and then coming back to them whenever it's time to record them. So that way I have time to sit with them. Because whenever I was looking back on this list of season three, I was kind of like, all right, you know what? Season three, I see you. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, actually, because I we're doing, so just for our friends listening along, we, we're going to do a top five. And then um, I have a bottom two. Um, and Naderid, you said you just have one? Um, I did add a second one. All right, all right. Oh, I got two as well. Um, I think that we could do a fun little guessing game, though. I would Ooh. love to do like uh, I would love to. We don't have to guess each other's top episodes, but I would love to try and guess each other's bottoms. Um, I think I already know both of our bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say bottoms, I don't mean our butts. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the butts. Um, and that's not the pits. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I also have a couple uh, honorable mentions that I'll throw out there once we get started. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any honorable mentions, definitely feel free to throw them out once we get there. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot for us to discuss because there were some episodes that you weren't on for that I'm sure you have stuff to say about. So mm-hmm. um, without further ado, let's go on ahead and get into it. All right. Okay, students, it's time to take your seats. I'm about to teach you a lesson. This week, we're doing our season three wrap-up. Um, we're going to go through, we're going to do our top five, and then we're going to do a bottom two. And um, we're also going to do some honorable mentions. Um, do you want to do the honorable mentions at the top, or do you want to do them uh, before we do the bottoms? Um, We could do the... I, it's up to you. doesn't matter to me. Um, we can, we'll do the honorable I, mentions. I would... I'd say let's do them after the top. That's what I was going to say too. We'll okay. do the we'll do the top first, and then we'll do the honorable mentions afterwards because it's possible our honorable mentions will make it into the tops anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So we may have already discussed them by the time. Um, if you become a problem, Barry, you're going back to your crate. Um, <laughs> I'm already worried that the cat's under the bed. If the cat's under the bed, he can't handle it. Um, hey, bear. Yeah, there you go. There you oh, go. There's Milo. 
Sometimes Barry likes to be in the living room. And sometimes he likes to be in the bedroom with me. And both of them obviously want to be with me. But um, oh, of course. Uh, anyway, Barry is a little bit less of a menace as long as the cat's not here. So, without further ado, let's get into our top five. Naderade, would you like to kick us off at the top, or do you want me to kick us off? I'll go ahead and kick us off. Ladies and gentlemen, my number five for Tales from the Crypt Season 3 is episode... What episode is this? Ten. Episode ten, Morning Mess. Okay. All right. So if you guys don't remember which one Morning Mess, it's the uh, alcoholic journalist who's trying to figure out the mysterious serial killer of the homeless people, and it turns out to be... Ghouls? (laughs) Ghouls? <laughs> yeah, yep. it's ghouls. Uh, was this one on your list at all there, Logan? It is, but it is just barely above yours. Okay, well, we'll come back to that one then. We'll come back to it. Um, sorry, I did decide as, not because you did uh, Morning Message your number five, but I was looking at it and I realized that my number five I wanted to move. So my number five is now going to be Episode nine, Undertaking Power. Ooh. Um, the one that has, yeah, it has the little, the boys group with Kihi Kwan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just loved that one. And I know that I didn't give it, that's an episode I, I wanted to give it an A in my heart of hearts, but I just couldn't quite give it an A, you know, if, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like that episode does have some heart. I think it was missing, it was mixed, it was missing some finesse, but it has heart. And I don't know. I just really liked it. I really liked the surprise ending because I did have to go back and listen to that one for our grades. And like, I think all three of us expected that the boys were going to get fucking murked at the end. And then the police were going to figure it out, you know, because we were watching found footage for that second half, which was an awesome turn. Um, It was pretty, it was found footage that was done pretty well for its time. Like, and Obviously, found footage is so much bigger now than it ever mm-hmm. was before. Uh, for them to go that route is pretty impressive. I, don't, I just don't know if this was before or after Blair Witch. So that's something I'll, uh, I'll look into. I would say, mm-hmm. I think Blair Witch came out the year I was born or the year my sister was born. It came out like late 90s. Okay, so this did found footage before Blair Witch even. So good for good for you, Tales from the Crypt. Good for you, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I loved that episode a lot. Um, not just because Kihi Kwan was in it, but um, <laughs> I also, if you'll remember, they didn't credit him as Kihi Kwan because originally his name was just like John Kwan or something mm-hmm. basic like that. Um, and uh, so I didn't realize it was him until halfway through whenever he started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I know that I know that sob. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, so my number five is Undertaking Pallor. Um, and also, we can't forget the fucking... Uh, was this in your top five? So sorry. This was not. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So we could talk about it a little more. Oh, yeah. Because we need to talk about the character of The Undertaker, oh, right? John Glover as The Undertaker, he kills it. He's having fun in that role. That was awesome. He's, like, eating pizza with his fucking, like, bare hands while he's also, like whatever he's doing he's like embalming through like vacuum <laughs> yeah he's like using a shop vac to suck up all the guts and everything in the person and then stuffing them with packing peanuts <laughs> it's so good 
And then to make things better, that's how he meets his demise at the end is they just, mm-hmm. they suck out his guts. So yeah, I think that it was like, like I said, it was missing some finesse, but at the end of the day, the heart is what really brought this one to my top five. Um, and of course, yes, Kihi Kwan did help it out a little bit. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um which is gonna bring us to number four number four all right number four i had episode 11 split second all right is this one on your top five at all no it did make actually it didn't even make my honorable mentions but it should have made my honorable mentions not my top five though all right split second folks this is the episode where a waitress marries a lumberjack company order order oh excuse me, owner dude, and lots of cheating and whatnot goes, scandaling happens. And boredom. Yeah, bored, <laughs> God, God, the boredom. <laughs> it's Yeah, and uh, they, they meet their demise, the owner and the lady. So uh, so this one didn't make it. Why, why didn't it make your uh, top five at all? Or even honorable mentions? Um. Well, I mean, I, I could have made my honorable mentions. My problem, so... I don't necessarily know that I, I don't have a problem with the episode per se, I guess. It's just like, not necessarily, I liked it. It's not necessarily my cup of tea though. Like, I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I'll probably rewatch it, but I would probably rewatch one of these top fives before I rewatch, um, whatever. I, I'm trying to think, cause like I said, I don't necessarily have any problems with the episode. I even... See, this is why we got this. I even gave it. I even gave it an A. <laughs> I really like you it only because... gave it an A because you had guests on the show. <laughs> because you maybe picked it. No, I mean, I really like. I said, like, that's the thing. I don't have any complaints about it. It's just like, and it's not that it doesn't have heart or anything like that. Like the end, whenever Ted is blindly just so happy as he's just like, like. Chase I thought it was the, hilarious. I thought that, and at the end, he's like, I love you guys. <laughs> it's just so cute and wholesome. And oh, what was that guy's name? Taz? Or whatever um, the fuck. Snaz. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking cool, like, goofy ass name. Like I said, I, I it has all the fixings. It's just like, it's just not my favorite. And of course, I also love that main actor, the dude from The Fifth Element. Like, come on. Oh, what's his name? Brian James, the guy who plays Dixon. Mm-hmm. He is he has definitely got a un- unique face on him where you you see him, you recognize him from whatever you see in him on, that's for sure. The stare, bro. Yeah. He looks different without facial hair. So yeah, I re- I really did like this episode. Like I it was kind of funny how so it was kind of funny. First off, you already have uh one villain that's uh liz kelly whatever her the waitress i'm just gonna go with the waitress waitress. uh she's she she she, she, i i kind of like it because she starts out with the voiceover in the episode where you kind of think she's your uh protagonist but it actually turns out she's the villain of the episode i didn't see Mm -hmm. that kind of coming until it was happening no but she also changes dixon from what he must have been a really decent guy to work for and then all of a sudden he just gets to be like this possessive uh possessive husband sort of deal is kind of weird so he changed his attitude with his wife the one person i just felt really bad for was ted ted got caught Uh in the middle of it all he got screwed i felt really really bad for him when uh 
Dixon beat him. I thought he died. I thought Dixon I thought killed him. <laughs> but no, he worst, just blinded him. His worst crime was being handsome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like his worst crime was just being handsome because she walks in and she's like, fresh piece of meat. And oh. like, she's ready. Dude, the glove, the whole thing with the glove, how she like <laughs> hides it in her bed. And, um, but yeah, like you're right. And here's the thing. I, we talk about it during the episode, but whenever you think she's the protagonist at the beginning and she even like they pull the damsel in distress thing where like yep. the guy's trying to like you know shake her down for sex and then dixon like swoops in and he's all like one-liner i'm gonna fucking shoot you in the neck bitch <laughs> kind of deal and even i was like oh like he's not even that <laughs> handsome but even i was kind of like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay baldy go off <laughs> so yeah i mean like i said it's really good i was just I just have my preferences, okay? No, that's fine. That's like all I, cool. Like I said, season three had some more bangers than I was expecting. I I, I take back that I think season three is the weakest. We <laughs> haven't gotten to seven yet. Apparently seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Yeah, I, I, I did. I like split seconds. I, I The ending cracked me up quite a bit. I, like you said, with uh, Ted sawing through everybody, the Thing that put me over the top was when snaz kicked over the tree stump that had dixon inside it and you see it split spilling all yeah. over the ground oh that was chef's kiss moment so i also, dug that the ending whenever they're just like guiding him to the tree and you don't even see it yet so you just see him sawing through the tree and then all of a sudden you just see blood like splattering on yeah. his face. I, that was awesome. So I, I figured he was out, he was cutting through uh the waitress and Dixon, but I did not so I already I, th I thought they were just tied up to the trees. I didn't know that they were inside the trees, so that kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, you know, that was that was a really nice touch. I, I do agree. No, I think split second definitely deserves praise. Um definitely really good in in season three. I, you know, I have opinions and it's just split second. Did it make it into my top five? But like I said, I do think it definitely deserves high praise. It's a really good episode. Really good cast. Like, I gave it an A, god damn it. I want it to be your number one on the list. <laughs> as, it's, as it's your four. <laughs> yeah. um, well, speaking of four, you want to know what my number four is? What's your number four, Logan? It's more than Mets. That a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Morning Mess, um, I know that you said that it was your your thing first, but I'm going to take the spot for just a second okay. because I always want to point out, we got our ghoul representation here at Ghoulish University. Mm -hmm. We stand. We love to see it. Um, what put Morning Mess in your, that's not the only reason it's in my top five, but what put it in your top five? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. One. Steven Weber, I like the actor. He's, I, I like the guy. Uh, it was kind, it, it was a good portrayal. First off, it was a nice portrayal of like what I would think of a, an alcoholic journalist, and we'll get into that later. About, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was cool seeing him going from a successful journalist to uh, out on the streets, alcoholic journalist, and just getting needed up by his own story. That was really cool. And the monster effects and the whole underground ghoul air. I love the whole uh, set design of it all. It was so much fun. And yeah. 
yeah how, how did you feel about that yeah um so i will say whenever um he goes into the cemetery at night and he goes like into the he goes into the grave and he finds himself underneath um were you on this episode yep with us okay okay so we already kind of talked about that cabinet of curiosity episodes oh the yeah cabinet, the rats. did you watch that one with the rats yeah so i, I, I need to revisit that Whenever he started going underground, I started to get really antsy because that is one of like the hardest things I've ever watched is that episode of Cabinet of Curiosity. So as soon as he started going underground, I started getting more flashbacks. I was like, no. <laughs> um, and then he ends up in this like super bougie layer, you know, with like, you know, all of these like bougie ghouls. And I was kind of like, oh, I was like, this is this is definitely a nice turn on like, you know, the underground kind of deal so i actually liked it i loved like you already kind of talked about the makeup effects um i thought it was sorry the speaking of ghouls the cat is trying to wiggle his way back in here um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but i really liked um well also i i think about the scene where um the steven weber and the chick jess are like mm-hmm. having sex and you see her like biting onto him and at first the time like the first time you watch it you're like oh she's into biting cool and then like <laughs> later you find out it's because she was like holding back from like taking a actual bite yeah i thought that was really like a really nice touch like that was just something that i wouldn't have i, I wouldn't have seen coming but it's definitely foreshadowing um and like i love how steven weber at the very beginning is such like a well the whole episode he's such like a like a douchebag about he's like well why are y'all like raising all this money for people who are dying and Mm -hmm. you know all this other stuff like why aren't y'all raising money for the homeless that are already living and da 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 and it was just like you know it was he's raising raising good questions for the topic exactly and they're you know and i think that you know like talking about like dignity and death i think that it is that is something that i was kind of i was sitting here like you know the fool i was like huh you know what? She has a point. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, I, I, I just think that it was really well-rounded. I loved the rival journalist and how he ended up being one of the ghouls at the end. Yeah. Um, being a rival, but also taking his job and then becoming a ghoul or well, was already a ghoul, but yeah, it's great. It kind of tells you that the ghouls, are running the city everywhere <laughs> yeah um taking his job taking his ear he's just taking a lot um <laughs> dude <laughs> the sexual tension at the end whenever they're like talking about he was like i just came for one little bite it was so funny. <laughs> i say sexual tension but it wasn't it was just so funny it was it, it felt anyway it was just so funny um yeah so um 10 out of 10 let me see and you know what else? I didn't even think I gave the episode. Um, no, okay. So you gave it a B minus. I gave it a B. Nicole gave it an A. Huh. And that was also our first episode with Nicole, which I think was really fitting because she she said it. You know, Stephen Weber. He was Jack Torrance in the uh, the, uh, the, the shining mini. Uh, yeah, shi- the shining uh, mini series. And um, anyone who listens to Nicole's podcast knows that she talks about the shining mini series quite a bit. Um, so it was really awesome that her first episode was one with Steven Weber in it. Um, cause I know she really likes the shining miniseries and I think she really likes his portrayal of Jack Torrance specifically. Um, anyway, so, um, are we ready to move on to your number three, sir? Or anything yeah. else about Morning Mess? Um, no, I think I'm good on Morning Mess. All right. 
All right. Number three for my top five. Uh, it's going to be episode five, Top Billing. Do you it have is, it? It is in my, it is in my top five. Okay. Uh, it is a wee bit higher than number three. All right. All right. All right. Well, folks, we'll come back to Top Billing here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... My number three was uh, the trap. Um, if you the remember trap. the trap, the uh, Lou Paloma. Oh, Lou Paloma, <laughs> the one yeah. with uh, Michael J. Fox directing. Okay, all right. I don't have this one on my list, so yeah, let's talk about this one. I and here's the thing: I really need to go back to it, but I just really loved. You know me. I love a love story. I figured. I yeah. figured this is wise. <laughs> Fucking love story. It wasn't my number one. But um, yeah, I loved that episode because like you have, um, I'm think I have to, I, I wish I could have gone back and rewatched it. Um, but if I remember correctly, it was Lou's wife. Him and his wife had this whole grand plan that um, he was going to fake his death, right? And mm-hmm. then he was going to go down to Brazil or somewhere and get, uh, you know, facial reconstruction surgery. Yep. And then um, his wife was going to join him with all the money and they were going to live happily ever after. And then, you know, however many months passes and she never shows up. And then he comes back with his facial re- all reconstructed. He's like, I'm Lou Paloma. And everyone's like, no, the fuck you're not. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Michael J. Fox shows up in the end as the lawyer. Um, I know I had a little bit of complaints about his his acting at the end. Not his acting. It's just I thought he made some choices that maybe I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I still think I just I really like this episode. Like we've already said, I love a good love story, and um, I just loved the like gotcha at the end. Um, and then uh, oh, can, we can't forget whenever they're having sex on top of the coffin. And it's about to go into the cremator thing while the mom is like, while the mom's like sobbing at the funeral (laughs) and then she leaves and then like they start fucking on top of the, 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 the the fucking coffin. And then it almost, he's like, Hey, Hey, it's getting a little hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) And then she flies back in. It's it's all, it was that. Yeah. I just really liked that episode. That to me is just like, like typical tales from the crypt you know mm-hmm. um episode i i really liked it i'm lou paloma um i also just really like that actor a lot um yeah so that was my number three yeah it, that is a really it is a good episode it's very good it is it's a good episode to see the good guys come out on top kind of like mm-hmm. uh um what was the one we just talked about with the kids? Uh, oh, oh, Undertaking Power. Undertaking Power. Yeah, th- those two episodes, it was nice to see a nice happy ending for those episodes. That was a good way to end it, I think. Um, and also, it's also really cool just to know that Michael J. Fox directed it and has himself a little cameo and whatnot. Yeah, so. it was cute. And I had not too long before that I had just watched The Fright. And I think that was another thing that soured me a little bit on Michael J. Fox. Is I had just watched The Frighteners with, like, G-Baby. And I don't know if you watched. Oh, yeah, you watched with us. Mm-hmm. Don't invade my territorial bubble. Um, <laughs> Classic. Stop it. <laughs> um, G-Baby's like, yes. <laughs> um, and so, like, in that movie, though, Michael J. Fox is a bit of a um, straight chillin'. TM, he's a little bit of a cooter in that movie, so I was mm-hmm. a little sour on just Michael J. Fox, and then we turned out and watched The Trap, so I maybe I just need to watch The Trap again, 
maybe, maybe I'll just need to watch Back to the Future. I I probably should. Have you not seen Back to the Future? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, no way. we've been over this. We've been over this. I've never seen Back to the Future. Uh... I, part of it is just because I have a little bit of I don't know, man. Everyone's like, it's a perfect movie. It's just I'll Back watch to the it. Future, honestly, back to I love I I've learned this summer that I absolutely love Back to the Future, the first one for sure. Uh, I could anytime that's on TV or something, I'm sitting down and watching it. Here's the thing: I'll watch Back to the Future. It's been long enough. The main reason I think why I refused to watch Back to the Future for so long is because certain people who told me that I needed to watch the movie were people whose opinion I didn't really have much of respect for mm -hmm. you know if that makes sense i was kind of like fuck you i'm not gonna watch fucking back to the future kind of deal but <laughs> i respect your opinion and more importantly my best friend also is someone who argues that it's like a perfect movie after we're done with the hunger games i'll see if she wants to watch back to the future with me how's that sound <laughs> you can just stop with the hunger games and go straight yes. to the next <laughs> woody harrelson has a sexy haircut in that movie i can't help it um, <laughs> sure. Well, the, the new one's about to come out. She wants to watch them anyway. Um, oh, okay. So, um, anyway, um, so that was so we were just talking about the trap. Um, have we talked about your number two yet? Uh, not my number two. Nope. You ready for your number two? My number two, uh, is the season finale, Yellow. Ah, this one did not make my top five. It is okay. a um, it is an honorable mention. Please, I would like to talk to you about this episode. I okay. honestly last week was like, well, whenever we recorded it, I was like, I want to know Nate's thoughts on this episode. Okay, let me take a sip of water here. No, <laughs> we're about to get a speech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yellow. The reason I really like yellow. First off, I mean, you already got Robert Zemeckis directing. He's a very good director. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you got Lance Hendricks in there. Great actor. Who doesn't love Lance Hendricks? Damn! Honestly, <laughs> the, th <laughs> the thing that got me is that this, to me, was not a Tales from the Crypt episode. This mm -hmm. straight up was a twilight zone episode if you watch i watched a lot of twilight zone when i was younger i love that show now that to me is like a perfect show um and in those shows they do a lot of uh war episodes or post-war episodes like maybe some guy goes i remember one episode some dictator at a concentration camp got uh went back to the concentration can concentration camp years later um after world war ii and i think he was haunted by the ghosts there that he pretty much killed or whatnot oh. and this this kind of fit in that same vein for me it, it it's first off it's really well acted um i think it's just a really good story a very serious story there's nothing funny about this um and oh, what else the beginning is honestly pretty solid war reenactment for a low budget television show i thought that was really neat but yeah honestly it just reminded me so much of a 
Twilight Zone episode where it could be it's very serious. It kind of makes you ponder on stuff a little bit. Uh, so that's one reason why I really, really liked it. Well, the main reason. Also, it's kind of cool to see Dan Aykroyd uh, in the episode. Right? And like, I know G-Baby says a lot. He really plays like the straight man in that episode. So I was expecting, you know, I was expecting Dan Aykroyd, which mm-hmm. the Dan Aykroyd that I know is Ghostbusters. So like whenever he was literally just like, you know, Captain Captain Milligan, whatever I think his name was, I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I That's actually really good insight. I And if G-Baby already mentioned that kind of Twilight Zone bit. That, oh, did he? I don't, well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If he oh. did, and I'm just and I'm just forgetting that he did, then I feel bad. But I didn't I didn't think about it in that way because oh, I forget we haven't even released this episode yet, so you haven't listened to it. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been nice if you had had that. I'm sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but it's funny that you say that because my like thing, not necessarily against it, but just like it was a little jarring for me at first. Was like it isn't a Tales from the Crypt episode, like you said. It's more kind of like a straight war movie but that's mm-hmm. what we said it was more like a straight war movie than it was a tales from the crypt episode because you really don't get any kind of um, you don't get any supernatural thing out of it or exactly. there's no cheesiness or no comedy to it it's very different and i like it for that reason almost i was yeah i was expecting you know zombie germans mm-hmm. or something like that and we didn't get that which is fine I think that I wish that I had, like I like I kind of already spoke to you about earlier, I really wish that I had watched that episode sooner than the day of. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, they're fighting. I just <laughs> hadn't really, I, I, I need to work on prioritizing the show more, but I watched it like the day of, I watched it like during my lunch break, so I really kind of had the afternoon-ish to like ponder it. It was also long. It was 40 minutes, which is not enough. Was it that long? It was 40 minutes, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but, no, I loved, loved, loved the whole time that Dad was sitting there telling him, like, well, you're not going to die tomorrow. And he's like, I'm going to load all the rifles with blanks. And all you have to do is face this firing squad like a man. I was like, what's the catch? I, I figured, I saw, so, I wasn't really fooled. I really wasn't all that fooled by it. I kind of took it where oh, the actor Kirk D- Douglas Spartacus <laughs> himself. Uh, uh-huh. He, uh, I, I figured his character was one to take his job very seriously, and obviously his son is in his eyes as a disappointment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that it just hurts all the most, but. In a way, you could still kind of see that he does love his son in, in a way at the end there. But um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't taken by surprise that he actually did let us have you know, kill his son at the end. Yeah. And I like the detail at the end where, um, and I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but I really like the detail where at, as the firing squad is about to shoot, you see the general look down at the ground. And that's whenever uh, Martin realizes that the rifles aren't filled with blanks. That's whenever he realizes like, oh shit, this is an actual firing squad. Because mm-hmm. I loved how smug he was. It's a good day to die, father. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, and he's like walking out all proud and he's like, I would like to take good drink. And I love that the, the last shot that you see is of them like closing in on the flash that he's been sucking on this whole episode. And it says, 
you know, courage be thy name, love father, mm-hmm. 1917. Um, which have you seen the movie 1917? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like the long shot movie. The long right? shot right. war movie. Yep. Yeah. I, I watched that movie. I really liked it. That's one of the, that's the, like the most recent war movie I've seen. Um, I, I was talking, I talked about it a little more on our episode. I'm not a huge fan of war movies just because I'm sure you could, t- I don't like sad movies all that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most war movies are pretty depressing. Um, I really liked 1917 and they, GBB and Steve kind of recommended a few to me that they were kind of like, all right, Logan, you need to see Saving Private Ryan. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen that one either? No. <laughs> Good God. No, that, that is the war movie right there. It's, yeah. that is like the only one I'll, actually revisit it's very good i'd revisit 1917 but the thing about and i the thing that reminded me about and like obviously i've seen so another war movie that i have seen uh not super proud to say that i've seen it because it's a polanski film is the pianist have you seen that one no i don't recommend polanski but i do recommend adrian brody and he's the main actor in the pianist and it's basically about a jewish jewish pianist during uh, world war ii um And they show some, show some, they show some pretty, like, like 1917 and The Pianist are two war movies that I can say show some, like, pretty accurate, like, portrayal of the horrors of war. Mm-hmm. I think The Pianist shows a lot of the horror of, like, the Holocaust. And then 1917 shows a lot of the horror of, like, you know, being in the trenches and being in the war and stuff. So, um, you know, those are both, those are both movies that I've seen that I, I don't know if I'd revisit them, but I definitely would recommend... <sighs> It's so hard to recommend the pianist because it's a Polanski, um, but I do think Adrian Brody is amazing in that movie. Um, I'm not a fan of Adrian Brody, so I'm just gonna pass on oh, that movie. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fucking Wes Anderson girly. I love Adrian Brody. <laughs> well, he's in <laughs> he's in some Wes Anderson. He also is in uh, Predators, right? Yep. The one, yeah, yeah. I love Predators. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Long story short, I like the very beginning whenever uh, Lance Hendrickson, which I, I didn't even catch that that was him. I, normally I looked at the cast list beforehand. I didn't even catch it. I was like, shit, we got a double, a two-timer. Mm-hmm. Tells the crypt. Um, he did great. He was like the best part of this episode to me. Or not the best part. He was my favorite part of the episode. I think. Yeah. I yep. really liked all the, like, I think all the actors did a really good job. Um, I, so yeah, I, re- I really mm-hmm. like that uh, Lance Hendricks character was honestly just straight up uh, honest with the general saying your son is yellow. <laughs> like he yeah. uh, does not have the balls for this. It was very, um, I was honestly watching the episode. I was pretty pissed at the son when he did not blow the whistle. All he had to do was blow a fucking whistle. And no, he, yeah. And he would have been fine, too, because he was like, yeah. who's going to give me my position? They're like, bitch, we got guns. Yeah. You so. have a gun. <laughs> um, and I mean, it, the I wish that the one thing I will say about Yellow, I do wish they had expanded a little more on. Um, it almost sounded like our friend Martin was a pacifist because he even said he's like, I can't kill. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like you can't kill or you're just too much of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we the. The guys kind of explained to me, you know, like, and I, it's not that they needed to explain to me. I understood it too, like how he, like, being a little bitch is what's going to get you the firing squad because at the end of the day, your your cowardice is what led to your 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 squad members, your fellow men being killed. Um, but whenever Martin ran away and he ran in there, he was like, "I shot my gun as much as I could, but oh, I couldn't God. save them." 
Yeah, and then when he opened up the chamber and saw, yeah, yeah, that was that was good. As soon as he said, "I shot this gun as much as I could," and we knew he didn't take a single shot, I was like, "They're not all dead." I was like, "One of them's gonna make their way Mm -hmm. back in there," and sure enough, here comes Lance Hendrickson, and he's like, "Fuck you, (laughs) (laughs) yellow." Um. Oh shoot! There was one more thing I was gonna say about it. Um, I do love, yeah, I'll, like yeah, I do love um, where the scene where um, Martin is locked up and his dad comes in, and I love I love that whole conversation that they have with each other there. That's a really good moment. Well, um, yeah, I like that moment too because that's. That's almost where you see Martin finally, I guess, show a little bit of courage because he finally tells his dad, kind of like, I never wanted this in the first place, mm-hmm. but I went to West Point. I I did all this shit. I went into the army and you didn't even give me a goddamn pat on the back. Yeah. All this sort of stuff. And obviously, I think that is a, a thing you see in the film a lot is like, specifically like men who want their dads to just say like, you did a good job. I'm proud of you, son. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that a lot. And of course, you see that from women, too. But I think that is something you typically see a lot from men in films. Mm-hmm. It's like they just want their dads to be proud of them. Um, so yeah, it's a really good scene just to see each character. Each character is explaining their point of view. And mm-hmm. it's just a wonderful moment between father and son who just don't obviously get along with one, one another, don't have the same interests. Yeah, but at the end of the day, dad still would rather see his son die than live a coward's life. Um, (laughs) And that's, you know, that's basically Captain Milligan, even after court, the court martial is like, maybe you're being a little too hard on him. Yeah. He's like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was going to say, I love whenever Captain Milligan is like, hey, maybe we should go back and see if they're injured. And Martin was like, nope, don't go. They're all dead. I checked. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sure, Jan. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so what was Yellow was near number two? Yellow was my number two. Logan, what is your number two? Top billing. Ooh. My okay. number two. Um, yeah, big fan. I know. I was so scared that you were going to say my number one is your number two. I was like, are we just going to keep playing this game? I know. I and- have. I think I know what your number one is. We'll get to that. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, I, uh, is it that obvious? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so top billing, let's talk about it. What put that one in your, that was your number three? That was my number three, yep. So our lists are actually kind of close on a couple of them. Yeah, I think yours goes, you're like five, four, three is my four, three, two. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, morning or top billing. Um, I mean, John Lovitz, can you deny him? Like, he kills it. Uh, the score in this is really sexy. I would listen to this, like, while I'm walking, you know? The score is sexy? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's just (laughs) something about it. I was listening to it, and, like, I would listen to it again, damn it. I might go turn (laughs) it on for some ambiance later while I'm enjoying my evening. Who's to say? (laughs) But what put this one in your top five? The ending. Had, it's definitely the ending. I have, uh-huh. I was, for, all right, so yeah, the whole episode, it's fun, it's very funny the whole time, but the ending, the whole twist at the end, 
that's what got me. Uh huh. It's that. But before that, uh, like you said, John Lovitz, he's a lot of fun. The actor who I thought was even better was John Aston. Uh, the original Gomez. Yeah, the original Gomez. I he uh, was. Yeah. He was so funny in this with his what, painted mustache or whatever. Yes. His whole, you know, the- theatric attitude on everything. Mm-hmm. It was so good. He was a lot of fun. But yeah, the ending for sure. The whole twist that the theater, the whole cast, everything takes place in an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. Yep. And uh, fucking like, it's so funny too because like John Lovitz is so hungry for a role that he's willing to kill for it, mm-hmm. only to find out that like he was killing somebody who was already on the chopping block and he was more or less safe until he killed someone to get into the role that was meant to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> like killerception. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it was a great twist. So far, honestly, as far as endings in the Tales from the Crypt uh, series so far. That's the best one. No joke. Uh, also, the <laughs> God, the special effects in this one are pretty cool. Lots of body parts and everything like yeah. that. Pretty well done. John Lovitz, what his face was in, uh, in with the gay garbage bags or whatnot in the alley yeah. there. That was yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> were the rats like dragging it away at the end? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so you gave that one an a minus and i gave that one an a which that one was like a's across the board because g baby and steve also gave those a that that episode an a so that's definitely like as far as tales from the crypt goes that's also just like one of my faves it's Mm -hmm. it's really good um definitely like an all-timer man at the end of tales from the crypt we need to do like a hall of fame (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because i think this one like, if we're going to call him early, I think this is definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, if I do say so myself, because, uh, like you said, it has, like, one of the best endings of all Tales from the Crypt so far. Um, it's got a fucking bitchin' cast. Mm-hmm. Um, the special effects, the music. Like, what is there to complain about? Yeah. Um, it was... Oh, it's a lot of fun. And, like, I... <laughs> The way that John Lovitz is so pathetic at the beginning, whenever the lady is like, oh, you're not Jesus. giving me enough. And he starts when trying he... to actually strangle yeah, her. Yeah, like, strangling her. I'm going to kill you. And she's like, <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> and then like he's like, well, at least I have my girlfriend. And then he goes home and she's like, I'm moving in with this hunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I that's my number two. I... That's one that I'm definitely happy to revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even intend. I, I'll never forget the first time I watched this episode. It was one that I actually watched ahead of time, too, because I was I knew that we had the episode coming up and I was like getting drunk on a Saturday night. Just like I don't get drunk by myself a lot, but I do get drunk by myself sometimes. And I think it's fun. Um, <laughs> and I, I was just drinking by myself. I think Diego was like in here playing video games. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a head start. I'm going to, I'm going to watch next week's episode. And then I watched it in this like drunken haze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely, of course I'm going to watch it again, but I had to watch it again. And I was kind of like, wow, there's a lot that I missed while I was fucking hammered. 
Um, but it, it, yeah, it's just a fun little memory of this episode. But this is definitely one that I'm going to be happy to revisit. And this is one that I even think, so Diego has not been super keen, not to put him on blast here. He's not been super keen on watching Tales from the Crypt, and that's fine. I think Tales from the Crypt is definitely not for everybody. Um, I don't see how it can't be for everybody, but, you know, our friend Steve doesn't exactly love Daddy Crypt Keeper while we're over here just fawning over him all the time. Yeah, fuck um, you, Steve. Fuck Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is definitely, like we've already kind of said, it's an all-timer um well have we gotten to our top number one now give me a second because if you're gonna guess my number one i don't know if i'll be able to guess yours but let me let me see if i can take a crack at it um hang on oh no oh no i'm getting a little anxious because there are a couple ways that this could go wait did you already you didn't already say your number one right i did not so there are a couple different ways that this could go because I also was reminded as we were listening to um, as we were listening to um, as I was going back to listen to some episodes on grades, you really enjoyed Loved to Death a lot more okay. than I did. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be necessarily the one. Mm-hmm. Um, you liked Abracadabra. You gave that one a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see here. And then the other one that I was thinking could possibly be it. Is it one is it one that you've already watched with us? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Don't tell me it's spoiled. <laughs> I don't know. Nate, gonna... what is your number one? <laughs> My number one, and I'm pretty sure it's the same as your number one, the reluctant vampire. Yeah! <laughs> because i i was like there's no way it could be the same as mine yep, it is it is That's fucking awesome dude <laughs> yeah. that is an episode that all of us gave an a fawn did give it an a minus but i remember we had a blast talking about that episode that was such a good one i didn't even mention it just because i was like there's no way there's <laughs> it's got no a love story why, why would nate like a love story why would nate like the same one as me as if our top <laughs> fives didn't look almost identical <laughs> <laughs> it's just did, did you see this coming after season two this is why friends if you were not there for the season two wrap-up nate what was your number one for season two what was my number one for season two do you remember wasn't my number one um counting cards counting cards that was right uh it, it i think counting cards was definitely in your top five here's the thing you guys and counting cards should have made my top five because I think counting cards is an all timer for me as well. Lance Hendrickson, let's go. Um, <laughs> my number one <laughs> was the thing behind the grave, and Nate lost his shit whenever I said that that was it. So, us having the same number one for season three, it was not on my bingo card <laughs> at all. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes, the reluctant vampire. <laughs> What put this one on top for you, Naderade? <laughs> this one, it was definitely hands down Malcolm McDowell. The guy as the vampire. Okay, everybody, 
the relics of vampire. It's a vampire. He works in a what is it, a blood a blood uh, a blood bank, blood bank. <laughs> a, blood bank. <laughs> a blood bank, and he doesn't kill people until what he has to or something. I I kind of don't remember. He only does it because um, he's taking criminals off the street. Oh yeah, taking criminals, and he has to refill the, the blood, blood bank from what he's taken. Oh God. yeah, just the storyline, the plot of it all is so fucking funny. And then you have Malcolm McDowell on top of that playing the vampire. The dude is having so much fun playing this role when he is. And it's like, what was the first victim or something? He's like, he kills his first victim. And the way he's trying to get the blood out of his victim, it's some of the most funny moments I've ever seen in the Tales from Crypt show. I wish I had revisited it. He has some fucking funny lines. I just, and Thawne remembered it so well. Right when he w- wakes up out of the coffin, God, I hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's. He, as soon as the blood bank closes down and the girl leaves and his shitty boss leaves and then he runs into the, the back where all the blood bags are and he says, he's like, no, 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 say goodbye to hunger pains. And <laughs> a really funny little line. It was so cute. He makes a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, like a martini, a blood, bloody martini almost. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, the reluctant vampire, definitely. I, that's one. I might go watch that right after we're done recording this just because <laughs> I need to have a pick-me-up. Holy shit. This this how the tables have turned. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's a very funny episode. And then you have the nice, you have actually a good solid romance built into it, which I really dug. I love that uh, the vampire and who, the lady's name is Sally, his love interest. They get together at the end and nice little happy ending for him. And um, you also have the, like, cartoonish villain who, like, figures out that he's a vampire and figures out what he's been doing because he's like, what do you, like, do you think I haven't been paying attention or something like that? And he's, you know, like, at the end, he he thinks he's got them all figured out and Mm -hmm. they're able to, like, comically, oh, yeah, because isn't there a cop? That's also like hot on his tail. There's a cop and then there's like this Van Helsing character almost. The Van Helsing. Yeah, the the guy, he reminds me so, oh man, see, it's all coming back to me now. Like, (laughs) and not to say that I forgot, I just, I I knew that this was my favorite episode just because like we, like all the things we've talked about, but it like, as the details come flooding back for me, it's all just like confirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, The Van Helsing character was such an amazing touch. And so then, like, at the end, whenever he sees Crossley, because remember, the way he talks about the vampire the whole time, he even was like, he's a bigger vampire, like, you know, or something like that. And mm-hmm. he, he, all these things that leads him to be like, oh, yeah, it's Crossley. And then he just fucking murders him with the wooden stake at the end. Mm-hmm. And it, even the police officer, though, like, doesn't ask any questions. He just nope. watches this man murder a vampire, and he's like, well, that's it. Right. <laughs> doesn't even collect samples, doesn't even close off the crime scene. He's no. just like, all right. And so then um, I keep wanting to call him Alexander because I think that's his name in uh, fucking Clockwork Orange. Because isn't that the guy, Malcolm McDowell, isn't he? No, he's one of the characters in Clockwork Orange, right? Uh, yeah, he's the main character. That's what I thought, the ultraviolence. Um <laughs> They were showing that movie at Alamo Draft House, and I wasn't able to sit through it at home, but I almost thought about going to see it at Alamo. 
Hmm. Um, I want to I want to try to revisit that movie. Um, they're doing a whole Stanley Kubrick thing in Alamo Draft House. It's actually pretty cool. That is um, cool. Did you see my pictures from uh, whenever we went to the, the Alamo and they had The Shining? I did. That was awesome. <laughs> I didn't even realize that we were just walking through, and then all of a sudden we see the the twins projected onto the hallway at the end, and I was like, <gasps> and then I turned around and I was like, <gasps> and then I looked at the floor and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was fucking awesome. So I thought about going to see it, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. So yeah, the reluctant vampire. Holy shit, dude! That that's like that is also an all time Tales from the Crypt episode for me. That is like yeah. that this episode like encompasses what Tales from the Crypt is. This yeah, um, it just it took me by surprise of how funny it is, and it, the comedic is definitely what wins me over. Malcolm McDowell so much fun he's yeah killing it in this comedy love story love story uh, is pretty sweet it is, this was a love story that paid off cartoonish me. villain <laughs> like the van helsing character that's a huge nerd like he gave me <laughs> what's that character's name in frighteners now that we're back to frighteners he reminds me of that guy the you're invading my personal bubble he reminds me of that guy a lot oh um i can't it's because of the eyes name I can't, I can't reminds, think of the actor's name. He reminds me a lot of that character from the movie for some reason. I remember, like, as I was wa- as we watched that episode, I just couldn't stop thinking about that character. I even thought they were the same actor at one point because of the eyes, but it they wasn't. They really um, looked nothing alike. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Um, awesome. Well, that is our number one. So that's gonna wrap up our top five. So. Let's just kind of go back down. Uh, Nate, can you tell us your top five one more time just for the people? Sure. Uh, number five was Morning Mess. Number four, Split Second. Three, Top Billing. Two, Yellow. And one was The Reluctant Vampire for me. So, Logan, what was your top five? Yeah, number five was Undertaking Pallor. Number four was Morning Mess. Number three was The Trap. And number two was Top Billing. And number one, The Reluctant Vampire. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. And it's honestly, that was actually in good, like, that, that validates my top five a little bit. Because as I was, like, going through them, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I like these. There's things to like about a lot of the episodes, and like, not yeah. to say I, I know I've been down on season three, but like I said, as we revisited, I've kind of been like, okay, you know what, season three, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because there were a lot more serious episodes in season three than there were season two. I feel like season two had a lot more like goofy comedy stuff. Okay. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to kind of revisit more, but. Um, do you have any honorable mentions, Mr. Nate? Um, yeah, I'll go with one of them. I'll go with uh, Carry On Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, I I think I gave it like a C or whatever. I could go even higher to like a B. Um, the beginning of it, Carry On Death, is fucking great. The mm-hmm. ending of it, also fucking great. Like, mm-hmm. God, you have a full-on action explosion thing going on in the first 10 minutes probably car chase gunshots guy robbing robbing a bank it's all really really good really fun and the ending very funny uh the guy cutting off his own hand and Mm -hmm. the 
was it a seagull? Not a seagull. Jesus Christ. The vulture. <laughs> the vulture. <laughs> the vulture pecking out his eyeballs. So just wonderful special effects and lots of fun. The thing that brought that down for me was that whole middle section. It was a drag from in the middle section. I beside if you can get over that, then this episode is for you. Um I thought the middle section was a real drag, very boring, lots of walking. It could have been done. I still think it could have been done differently. Um, but yeah, the beginning and ending of Carry On Death, fantastic. Uh, so, Logan. Yeah, actually, Carry On Death also made my honorable mentions. Nice. Um, this is one that I think, and by the way, you gave it a C minus. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, I gave it, I gave it a C. So um, we're in good company. And I think our friend Thon was not on that episode, but he did give it an A. Yeah. And like um, I said, I could, I, I can go up with that grade for sure. I, like I'll go B even B plus. It, it's a good one. But I'm kind of on the same, I'm kind of on the same, the same wavelength as you. The thing is, is like, I don't have a good time watching people suffer no matter how much they suck. So like, <laughs> even though, even though this guy, like, we just watched him, like, kill a shop owner and, like, rob a store and all this other stuff. We're watching him drag a dead cop around the desert. And yeah. then, like, he gets to what he think is his, like, oasis. And it ends up being just, well, he's not dragging the dead cop around yet. But because this is where they get locked up. He gets to the bar. He's like, ooh, margaritas? Senoritas? <laughs> tacos? <laughs> or something like that. Um, and then he gets there and it's just like an old, you know, empty, abandoned shack. And that's where the cop meets him. And that's where he ends up killing the cop. But he's like handcuffed to this guy. He swallows the key there. Yep. That was fucking awesome. We didn't get, this is like a Saw movie, you know, like he swallows <laughs> the key and he could, he ends up, yeah, yanking off his hand at the end, but he could have just like gone in there. Yeah, could have just, fucking... just cut the cop open and get the key out, like easy pickings <laughs> jigsaw wasn't there to give him instructions so no. what can we say um yeah but like like i said it's just i don't like watching people suffer you know for prolonged periods of time even if they suck so like watching him drag a dead cop around the desert was like not exactly my favorite but like you said the beginning was fun and like the end was fun whenever him and the vulture are finally having their little showdown and nope it's a seagull now it's a seagull. Yeah, whenever the fucking seagull rips his <laughs> eye out, <laughs> that's the special effects on that was awesome. Um, so another one of my honorable mentions, um, I did want to talk about. Um, I already meant we already talked about yellow. That was an honorable mention, but mm -hmm. also dead weight. Do you remember? Yeah, this one? that that was my other one. I had. Oh too. my god! What the hell? <laughs> Look at us! Look at us! Look at Who us! Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> um. I, of course, Whoopi Goldberg. We cannot deny Whoopi Goldberg. Um, this one almost made my top five, but okay. It, I hate watching people sweat. I don't know what it is, man. I you don't like and sweat. Also, like, huh? You don't like sweat. I don't like sweat. I don't like sweat. <laughs> um, McGimley is in this episode too. Mm -hmm. So you got Whoopi Goldberg. And the end with Daddy Cryptkeeper were there on the talk show. You know, that was super fun. Um, but like them, like the whole thing with like, and maybe this is just a cultural thing that I like was missing out on, but like 
the whole like oh he's a redhead he's mm, mm-hmm. you know so they like chop off his head and stuff and he's going after the black pearl oh my god whenever he has to fucking go into this man's guts for the black pearl ooh. oh that and that's another one where i really this this is another episode like yeah it's uh not a great episode is one of those episodes but it still has something in it that you can really enjoy uh like for me the guts (laughs) i like i like how they were using the special effects of and the sound effects they were using when they were digging through the guts the worms were really really gross but like you even pointed out you're like he's basically just like you know reaching around this man's like shit now this is what this is what the criminal should have done with the cop when he was trying to get the key and uh carry on death (laughs) fuddle around in this man's intestines and shit for this fucking tiny ass now here's the thing he was looking for a big ass black pearl i know Mm -hmm. black pearl was still small to be swallowed that thing was still fucking huge that teeny tiny ass little key goddamn (laughs) but yeah um i really what what uh i guess is there anything else that kind of put this one into your honorable mentions yeah, it was just cool to see Whoopi Goldberg in here. I mean, this actually, actually this episode is kind of stacked with uh, the cast. He had Whoopi Goldberg, who said Gimli, pretty much, and uh, James Raymer. He's all he's uh-huh. a really good actor. Also, this was directed by Toby Hooper, and he did a good job with. That's it. right. Yeah, he did a good job. Also, the chess imagery that they used throughout this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's was right. Was really good. Um, but. This is another one of those instances. We don't see it a whole lot in, in film. I'm sure you could pull more more examples than I that I could off the top of my head. But in this instance, you know, you've got like the sugar daddy who's got this like hot babe mm-hmm. on his arm. And, you know, insert poor young hot man, hot quote unquote, conventionally attractive man. And he mm-hmm. like at one point is going to like pass off the lady and be like, take care of her. It's like, and he's not going to expect them to hook up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I like the chess imagery that they used throughout this episode with, um, I think they even used like red and black chess pieces because mm-hmm. I think she was a black woman and he was a redhead man. So it was kind of like, it was just funny. And like, they did like, queen takes the king and then they have sex or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. So yeah, dead weight is definitely, I think that was a really good episode. Also, I really liked, um, I liked the different setting. I, I can't remember. Were yeah. they on a Haitian island? Sure. I'm not positive. Something like that. <laughs> That's like basically being riddled with, with war and they mm-hmm. got, you know, they got um, the, I forgot what Whoopi Goldberg's, like what her role was. She was like the witch doctor, like the voodoo lady. Yeah. You kept putting voodoo, like hogs heads doctor. in that guy's room, right? Hogs yeah oh, like she kept I, putting dead animals it in was some makeup. with dead animals i can't remember if it was hogs exactly and he was like ew what the fuck and she was like they're good luck but like <laughs> the, that was all foreshadowing for the fact that she was going to be like taking his head off later yep um so yeah i forgot that toby hooper may he rest in peace um directed this episode um yeah so Deadway was a pretty good one so those are all my honorable mentions are those your honorable mentions or do you have any more no nope, that's it for me all right, it's time for us to guess each other's bottoms. You have two bottoms, right? I got two bottoms. Well, I know that one of them is Deadline. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I'm assuming Deadline is one of yours as well. It is. Yep. Um, okay. So I, and 
I do feel for our friend Miles, who we're definitely going to have Miles back on. Oh, it. God. I feel um, I felt so bad for him when Miles I was listening to, to the watch... episode. <laughs> I'm like, um, Miles, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Miles and I did kind of talk about it a little bit. And I think that of all people to watch this episode with, I think Miles may have been the guy. Aside from, like, you and Thon, of course. Um, but like he, he had some good insight on like, and of course we used, we said the word noir like more times than I'd like yeah. to admit. And I began to butcher that pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, um, I, you know, we were able to talk about like the noir, um, uh, atmosphere, you know, that they use. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I wanted to make sure I didn't see someone like lurking. Um, but yeah, so, but it's just. And I think I already kind of talked about it in the episode. We had just watched an episode like two weeks before with a drunk journalist trope. Yep. Like, you know, anyone who will get a story. Um, so that one was kind of like seen, you know, been there, done that. Like, give me something different. Um, but what put it in your bottom? It was a big pile of nothing. <laughs> there is... Nothing funny, nothing cheesy, nothing horrific about it. It was a big pile of nothing. It was like a compilation of like uh, some features from different episodes. Like you said, the uh, alcoholic journalist, but that was already done. Not only not only done, but done better. And uh, what else? Like, yeah, people cheating on people. It's just, God, I fucking, I actually... So I, I give, I'm just kind of rambling right now. I give uh, The Thing from the Grave a lot of shit. But that <laughs> that episode, it's so dumb that it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. This episode is nothing. It's just a big pile of nothing, which I think it's even worse. I think this yeah. is my, this is no doubt my least favorite episode of the series so far. It's not good it's so yeah nothing <laughs> um i remember and i'm sure that you could probably hear in the episode too miles and i somewhat struggled <laughs> yeah <laughs> to like have a conversation during this episode because it was kind of like um i'm not entirely sure you know like what what we're even supposed to like talk about here because there wasn't really much to go on and we spent a lot of time talking about like because the whole time right He's narrating this episode. He's telling us his story of the story he was trying to get. That was mm-hmm. all fine and dandy. But then at the very end, they pan out. You see him in the straight jacket. Mm-hmm. But he's in a room that, like, very well could have been, like, Rapunzel's yeah. tower. I, I, Yeah, so I was thinking about that ending, too. And, like, okay, first off, it didn't look like he was in an insane asylum or no. a prison or anything like that. It's like, so is he kind of trapped? My only thinking was like maybe this is, we're seeing the vision of what it's like for him in his own subconscious. Like he's struggling with alcoholism and the fact that he murdered somebody, and we're yeah. just seeing seeing that visual inside his head. Yeah, and that's that's like a I guess a better explanation than well we, we maybe we were able to come to that conclusion on our own too. But like it just like Miles and I both just kind of I think talked in circles about it because for a while I think neither of us just really knew the episode lacked focus yeah you know like the main thing that we really get to at the end is that he needed a story so he ended up killing the woman that he loved for the story because Mm -hmm. he thought she was dead and he was like oh wow this is a great story and then oh shit she's not dead and then he's like well wait there was my story 
So he ends up killing her instead. And this is the woman that he had just spent the whole episode talking about how much he loved her. And, oh, you know, like, I'm a changed man now. I'm sober and all this other stuff. And that's the other thing. Like, not to say that pathetic people are, like, not interesting. But, like... The instant that, and I know that it's it's common, and this is, a, honestly, it is a trip that I really just don't find much entertainment in. The instant he had some form of adversity, he was like, pour me a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, he, he literally one day was like, I'm sober. And then the next day, he reaches one little hurdle, and he's like, pour me another. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch. <laughs> it, it got very repetitive. Like, and they try to hammer down that he's an alcoholic. It's like, okay, we get it. You're an alcoholic. And like I was saying, it was repetitive because he's dealing with his drinking. It keeps bouncing back from his drinking to trying to get a story back to drinking and whatnot. It just got so old. And then you have his fling going on. It's just so boring. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, like, we don't really know much about I can't remember the lady's name, but she's really like and it's not bad that she's mysterious. Well, obviously, we end up finding out. But wait, never mind. Ignore that. Because obviously, like, we end up finding out that she's so secretive because she's married mm-hmm. um, to a fucking lame-ass dude. Um, so, yeah, I was not a huge fan of um, of this one. Now, for your second one, your second bottom, mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> because here's the thing. I don't know anything about how you feel about spoiled. That's, I wonder... that's what it is. That's your, yeah? Okay, okay. So tell me, tell me about Spoiled. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It, it's better than uh, Deadline. But, um, you know, I kind of expected a little bit more. It wasn't bad, bad or anything. Uh, it was just kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, wife cheats on her kind of a mad scientist husband and finds out. And, you know, all right, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. The end. The end kind of... I was kind of into it until the end. I didn't like that he switched heads. In fact, I was kind of hoping... Because the whole episode, the scientist... The whole episode, the scientist has this thing where he, like, what, freezes brains or something? He he keeps talking about how he's working on his anesthetic so that way he could freeze the brain and do the hardest transplant. Yep. So what I think would have been better is if he swapped their brains instead of swapping their heads so that they're trapped inside of each other's bodies. I mean, technically they still are, but yeah, I'm assuming, have you listened to the episode that we did on it? I haven't. Okay. So I say the same thing, but here's the thing. And I didn't want to spoil, um, I didn't want to spoil shit. What's the name of the episode? Arnold Schwarzenegger's episode. Second. Oh, um, not seconds, that's a movie. No. Uh, <laughs> I know which episode you're talking about. But that. Arnold Schwarzenegger's episode, I didn't want to spoil that one because Hannah and Anna were on that episode with me, our girls from Cinema Slab. Okay. Um, they, uh, Hannah and Anna both have expressed interest in watching other Tales from the Crypt episodes. They both have really liked all the ones that they've watched with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told them they need to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger's episode just like, you know, to get the experience, but also... And I was like, and then also listen to our conversation on it. That's one of my favorite episodes that we've done as a cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, I had a lot of fun recording that one with you guys. 
And I remember we talked about that a lot, right? Like, what if they just like swapped the brains mm-hmm. instead of doing all the plastic surgery? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to spoil it for them because I was like, they need to see, they need to, they need to see that one to believe it. So the thing about uh, that episode, I'd say that episode did it better because it was more funny seeing, you know, a big buff dude with scrawny old man legs and stuff like that. For this one, it kind of just. Abrupt, abruptly ended with them with their heads swapped on each other's bodies um, exactly and it was hard for me to not spoil the episode for them while also saying like i've seen this episode done in a better way mm-hmm. so i agree um so spoiled actually did not make my bottom one though okay um i i didn't despise that episode enough <laughs> i that one honestly probably could have made my bottom three. Hey. All right. So I think I know your other bottom then. What is it? Love to death. Yeah, it's love to death. I that enjoyed is... that episode. I know. That's why. And I, I kind of <laughs> spoiled it for myself earlier because I was talking about how I listened to it. That is, I think, the first and only F that I've given. Hmm. Um, so, and I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of got everything I needed to know just from listening to us, like, review it. Whenever I was trying to get all of our grades for the, um, cause so for that episode, <laughs> you gave that one a B plus. <laughs> it's a funny fucking episode. I, I, I could probably watch it again and maybe get some humor from it. Cause the ending of that episode at the end of the day is fucking awesome. Where he, it is like, awesome. Where he wants to the like eternal <laughs> degree. Um, and Thon gave it a D plus. I gave it a fucking F. <laughs> Because, like, I hated, I hated that, like, he was, he pursued this woman, and then he literally, like, forced her into falling in love with him via potion. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking Till Death did it better, in my opinion. Um, But it doesn't help that that episode has a character named Logan in it, so I'm biased. But I prefer (laughs) the Till Death version of this episode. Um, Because he wasn't in it for sex, he just wanted money, which is less creeper to me. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's just the fact that, like, he was very, like, incel behavior. Like, let's remember, y'all, this guy was writing a screenplay, and he sees this woman's tits on accident in the fucking laundry room on act, like, you know, one day. And then he's immediately, like, changing his screenplay and changing his entire fantasy to where this woman's in love with him. And then he just, like, forces it to happen. Um and then at the end, it ends up biting him in the ass, as it always does. But at the same time, I was just grumpy the whole time watching this episode. That's just my, those are my biggest complaints on it. That's why it ended up in my bottom. But I won't hold it against anyone who likes it. It's just. Goddamn right, you're not going to. I think it was I a funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is Because this, this, this one, I. Yeah, I mean, this one, the guy is the main villain. So, like I said in the episode where we talked about it, he screws himself and he keeps constantly getting his comeuppance throughout the episode. Like, it's getting his case is getting worse and worse and worse. And when you finally thinks he's out of it by jumping out of the window, he's at the ultimate uh, hell where, <laughs> where his uh, love is just constantly, you know, stalking him and now she's ugly and now she's ugly oh god and the some of the quotes in the show i'm all fucked out (laughs) like he can't he can't have sex anymore (laughs) it's so good about 
That one was pretty funny. Um, hey, Barry, Mister, I'm about to put you in the crate. Um, yeah, that that is pretty funny. Um, so I just like I said, I just feel a certain type of way about that episode. It's just a bias I have. Um, but that's why it, it is could be another, bias. and that could possibly be another one of your episodes where, uh. You should have watched it, gave it some time to sink in, and then you could have warmed up to I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Well, it's been long enough, and it's still in my bottom two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've had plenty of time since I watched that episode. But I will say, I'm not going to be as low on season three as a whole, because as I said, now that I've had some time and I've gone back and looked through the list, I'm like, you know what? Season three wasn't all that bad. No, it's. Um, I still think it's a very solid season. I think this is... Uh, the way I think this is kind of like how they made it into their stride. They did a good job of the sto- better stories, better special effects. Uh, obviously, a lot of better actors and everything like that. Like they got some Whoopi fucking Goldberg in these. True. Uh, yeah, but listen, hear me out for one second. Let's look back though on season two for a second. I just want to name a couple from season two that like to me could honestly make some all-timer we got oh the switch is the name of the second episode mm-hmm. which i don't think the switch is an all-timer necessarily but i don't know i mean we got cutting cards uh we got three's a crowd which is uh the one with the married couple mm-hmm. trying to have a baby. that's what i call dragging your wife to a party come on um obviously the thing from a grave is for me um we've got um the ventriloquist dummy, fucking Don Rickles, mm-hmm. and fucking uh, Bobcat. Shit. Bobcat Goldwyn or Goldsmith? Bobcat Goldwhite. Yeah. Goldwhite. Close enough. Um, uh, Corman's Calamity. Come on. <laughs> television Terror, My Brother's Keeper. Yeah, I forgot about television's t- Television Terror. That is a good one. How could you forget? Uh, My Brother's Keeper, The Secret. Like, those are all. The secret may not be as good as I'm putting it up to be, no. but I think season like season two had some bangers and like season so, one. So thing season two does have bangers for sure, but I think I don't think it's as consistent as season three. Um, like you're not wrong about that because there's also the sacrifice. Uh, I know that fitting punishment wasn't everyone's fave. Um, four-sided triangle wasn't everyone's faith but i did love that one (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but that being said i think that there are some there are things to to be looking forward to in season four um i actually forgot oh there's an episode called seance look at that is that Um, how seance is spelled i never i guess i never uh, read the word seance before yep that is it but I've actually, so I've actually, I've already covered not one, but two season four episodes because I did go ahead and get season two, which here's the thing. Season four, episode two, I don't, I didn't even want a man to be on the recording for that one. I'm sorry. I didn't even invite you to that one, but that one I covered with Hannah and Anna. If you watched that episode, I think you'll understand why I felt a little weird about it. Um, but yeah, so we've got, we, on a dead man's chest, that's, um, Beauty Rest, What's Cooking, The New Arrival, Showdown. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about um, what we've got coming up. 
ooh, there's another werewolf episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, yeah, that is going to do it for our countdown. Um, I'm assuming, um, I guess, uh, we, can, I, we don't have to do an astrology if you don't want to, but were there any actors that you kind of wanted to talk about that you saw in the season that you were really excited to see? Um, not really. really. I think we pretty much, uh, I, I mean, we pretty much hit it all on the nose i think as we were going through the episodes well um did you want to creep yourself at all have you got any new uh any new yard yard things that you're excited about <laughs> what did you do this week class to creep yourself <laughs> all my halloween decorations Ah, yes, yes, you have been, uh, you've been going all out for Halloween this year, right? Yeah, I got all my Halloween decorations, they look great, we're only, what, 21 days away from it, uh, honestly binging a lot of... 11 days, bro. What'd I I say? You said 21. Oh, I mean, I'm at 11, (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, 11 days from it, I've just been binging a lot of... Halloween movies, uh, trick or treats, you know, the classics. Um, All of the House of Usher. I, oh, yeah, I watched that entire thing this whole last weekend. And that's a great show. I absolutely I, love it. I, sorry to interrupt you. I definitely need to watch it. And I had this opportunity to watch it while I was homesick these last three days, but I've been sleeping so much. Like, I know I said I was watching a shit ton of YouTube, but I was really just falling asleep to YouTube videos and napping like three to four times a day so i i definitely want to watch it but i just don't know if i'll be able to get to it also but i want to watch it with diego too like i think that that's a show that he and i need to watch together because we just we we watched midnight mass together Mm -hmm. um so i think and we watched we watched oculus together like i think the 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 mike flanagan is stuff that we could watch together because we both like to watch good horror together so i think the fall of the house of usher is something that i'd like to watch with diego too yeah um he really, he really liked Midnight Mass. Um, neither of us were really fans of Oculus, though, because that ending fucking shat itself. I like the ending. Um, <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, very cool. Um, what I about guess... you? What did you do to vo- uh, treat yourself? Like, well, we besides besides talking... the Aries tour. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, um, I kind of talked about it. I'm sure you saw me this past weekend and the the music channel on the slack i went to a festival this past weekend the music festival uh went to acl yeah i got to see um i don't know if you'll recognize any of these artists um definitely not rina sawayama she was the most exciting one that i saw she has this song called shut the fuck up and um (laughs) whenever she she like she was about to perform and i knew she was about to perform it too she just goes shut the fuck up and then i just i started screaming i was so excited um, and then I was introduced to Noah Cahan, who is someone that my friend was really excited to see. He's really good. Um, I got to see Foo Fighters on Saturday night. Awesome. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, we didn't fully pay attention to their, their set. We were kind of like the cool thing about ACL. I don't know if you've ever been to a music festival. It's just like massive stages that are all like half a mile or like quarter of a mile away from each other. So like, we found, we found, like, we would, on Sunday, we would just find a spot, a, like, a good distance away from a stage, and we'd set out a blanket, and we'd just sit there and get fucking drunk and, like, watch from afar. It was so much fun. 
Um, I got to see on Sunday, I got to see M83, which is another group that I'm not sure if you'll recognize, but I think I'll send you some of their songs. I think you probably heard their songs. Um, can you hear me? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Barlow, baby. Are you back? I am. Sorry about that. My sister was <laughs> calling me and she gave me, she, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, ended the call before. So I like, right, how do you, how do you say that? Like somebody's calling, I screened her call. I screened her call and then she calls uh, me back. So I'm like, oh shit, is something wrong? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing was wrong. She's just being yeah, an idiot. I got... No, no, I got you. Sometimes, um, I know, like, anytime my dad calls me, I always stop whatever I'm doing. I'm like, hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dad called. <laughs> so, no, I get it. Um, but, no, it's perfect opportunity for me to use the restroom. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, rewind. Uh, so, on Sunday, I got to see M83. I'll send you some of their songs because I think you'd recognize M83 if you heard them. Okay. Um, possibly. Possibly. They don't sound familiar to me at all. They. Oh, shit. Um. And then who else did I see on Sunday? So here's the thing. Sunday, I got absolutely trashed. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's why you, were, you weren't sick. You were just hungover from work. Well, here's the problem. I went to work on Monday. And oh. I was like, man, I'm fucking shwasted right now. But I was like, it's okay. Because, like, I know that, you know, I know that it's just a hangover. Like, I'll be fine. And then I got home and like all the nasally stuff set in. Mm -hmm. And then like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. Um, But no, let me see really fast because I know that all the artists that I saw on Sunday were like people who I was pretty fucking excited to see. So I saw M83. Oh, shit. Yves Tomorrow was there. God damn it. Um, Let's see. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were there. Do you know them? Nope. Um. Let's see. Oh, Labyrinth. They were there. They did a lot of the music for uh, that show Euphoria that everyone likes. Okay. Oh, and then at the evening, I saw Mumford and Sons. Um, And we didn't stay very long in their set because we were pretty ready to go home. They started Mm -hmm. performing at like 8 p.m. So like, and their set was going to go until like 9.30 or 10. So we were ready to go. But they sang Little Lion Man, which Mm -hmm. was like 
one of my favorite songs in high school. So getting to see them perform that live was awesome. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of just my weekend. I got to see, like I said, I got to see some art, like, you know, I got to see some live performances and, um, I actually, the only reason I got to go was by the generosity of my best friend's sister who just like woke up and was like, Oh, Logan wants to go too. I'll give her a wristband. And she like bought me a wristband, <laughs> which was really nice. Um, yeah. So that was it basically for creep yourself. I did get my arrows to our bucket. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I did go see it twice. Um, I am probably going to go see it again in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, but this- you'll buy the Blu-ray for it and everything like that too, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, well, I'm sure that she's going to release it on like Disney Plus or like Max or something like that before she releases it on Blu-ray, if she releases it on Blu-ray, which I, I would think there'd be a lot of money for her in, in releasing it on Blu-ray because... I don't know if you, like, not to, like, get into it, but I don't know if you looked into it. She didn't even talk to, like, a studio. Well, she did try to talk to a studio about releasing it, and they were like, yeah, we can probably do that, you know, sometime in April. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, I want to do it in October for Friday the 13th. And she was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it straight to the movie theater. So she just released it straight through AMC. Um, So it's actually, like, SAG like SAG approved to with like the writer strike and stuff because she wasn't working with the studios at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and so basically they just paid to distribute it themselves and they're just making all that money back instead mm-hmm. of going through a studio. Yeah. So I think that they could easily just pay to distribute a Blu-ray DVD and then they'd easily make all that money back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I will be buying the Blu-ray when it eventually comes out and I'm hoping it's an extended version because she cut some songs. Um, it's, a oh, no. hour, it's a two hour and 45 minute movie for a three hour show yeah. <laughs> but they cut out all the costume changes and stuff it's a it, it flows really well um i'm sure it does it, it uh, it's worth going back but i'm having my barbie party this weekend so I'm pretty oh. t- yeah my besties are gonna so my best friend she's gonna come over tomorrow we're gonna set up the house you know um, Barry's gonna go to his grandparents mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, all my friends are gonna come and I told them costumes are required so everybody they has to dress required. up and like not to say that they have to go out and buy a Barbie TM so, yeah I was gonna ask you since it's a Barbie party do they have to dress in Barbie or kind of tire they uh, have to dress up as they have to at least come up with a Barbie character you know how like we always come up with like our professors so like G Davies, mm-hmm. our professor of schlock or whatever. Okay. Like, I'm gonna be the Western Barbie. I did buy the like spirit Halloween costume. I saw that. Like, that was sick. If my friend, yeah, I did wear it to the Chilloween party last week. I was pretty excited. You saw my Barbies that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all they're all gonna be at the party tomorrow. <laughs> I really wanted to have the Barbie vinyl there too, but I waited long enough that Mattel released their own pressing, and it's not gonna ship till November first. But oh. it's. It's going to be a much better pressing than the ones that have been released up to now. Okay. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And it's going to come with a Barbie-sized one for my Ooh. Barbies. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, overall. But, um, yeah, given that I had to take off so much work this week, I won't be creeping myself too much <laughs> next <laughs> week. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So um, I think that's going to do it for us this evening, wouldn't you say, Naderade? I think um, it does. Well, I am so glad to have you back. I know that you're not back full time quite yet, but it's always nice 
you know, to hear from you. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. So it was great to be back. It was a um, lot of fun. Yes, this was a lot of fun. And honestly, a, a huge surprise. I was not expecting our our tops and bottoms to align so well. That was pretty yeah. cool. And even our honorable mentions. <laughs> um, so that was a great little turn of events. Um, well, friends, if you would like to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Ghoulish Uni. You can find us on Instagram at Ghoulish University. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at ghoulishuniversity at gmail.com. Or you can also leave us a little voice message at the link in the description. I always forget that part, but it is there. Always there. I always include it. Um, Naderate, anything else before the class, before we go? Anything else about season three before we wrap it up? Uh, not really. Just watch season three. And thanks again for letting me be on this uh, show with you. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. And I'll start keeping you in more on the loop on our schedule, seeing when we can get you back in. Um, but... I just didn't, I didn't want to bother you, you know, I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for, for now, at least we're going to be signing off and, um, you guys have a great rest of your evening. You have a great rest of your weekend, Naderade. You too. See you next time. All right. All right. I'll end the anchor. I know that.